The Y'all Show has returned. Welcome into the Friday edition of the All Southern Program with your host, John Rawl. We've got a busy show lined up today. We can't wait around. We can't take our time. we got to get through this stuff here. Our number, 803-816-1170, and our website, y'all.com. Coming up in just a few minutes on the Y'all Show, we'll look back at Thursday's opening round of March Madness Sweet 16, and a couple of Southern teams had a rough day at the office. We'll tell you about it when we get to our college sports review and preview for the weekend coming up in just a few minutes here in this hour one of today's y'all also at the end of the hour we'll keep a sports theme in mind as we introduce a new segment the y'all.com southern golf report and that will come to us from jason nall executive director of the southern states junior classics He's going to come on and tell us about what's going on next weekend in Augusta as they have the Augusta Women's Amateur. And we'll also discuss what's going on this weekend in the PGA Tour and junior golf as well. If you love golf, tune in to Jason Nall later this hour in our Southern Golf Report. When we get to hour two today, we'll start it off with some good music from David Lee Murphy and more. And we have a perfect song for what happened yesterday. Yesterday was the opening day of Major League Baseball. We've got the right tune to play for that. And later in hour two, we'll have hashtag Hullabaloo and we'll close it up with a look at brand new movies. And also we'll let you know who's playing this weekend in the Alliance of American Football and from Dixie with Love will be our swan song for the week and for the month of March. This is our final show of the third month of the year. Hope you enjoy it. By the way, today is my father's birthday. So happy, happy birthday there. Dad, daddy, also known as Papa and love you. All right, let's get into headlines here on the Y'all Show. Last night, here's a guy that my dad likes, an early birthday present. Donald Trump was back on the campaign trail. He was having a good time up north. He was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, that is the place where he had his last rally at 1 in the morning back on November 8, 2016. His final campaign rally of that presidential election was held in grand rapids michigan and he went back there last night for a raucous raucous rally it lasted about an hour and 20 minutes and in this rally he it was the first one that we've heard from the president since the robert Mueller investigation came to an end and found the president not guilty of collusion with russia and also according to the president no obstruction of justice but the president tore into democrats and the fbi as an unintelligent frauds who tried desperately to undermine the results of the 2016 election the quote from the president was the democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bull bleep partisan investigations or whether they'll apologize to the american people let's hear a little portion of the president there in yankee land talking last night and let you hear how fired up he is now that he's kind of got the momentum after this Mueller investigation kind of winds down. This has been an incredible couple of weeks for America. (laughs) The economy is roaring. The ISIS caliphate is defeated 100 percent 
And after three years of lies and smears and slander, the Russia hoax is finally dead. The collusion delusion is over. The special counsel completed its report and found no collusion and no obstruction. I could have told you that two and a half years ago very easily. Total exoneration, complete vindication. You know, it's interesting. Robert Mueller was a god to the Democrats, was a god to them until he said there was no collusion. They don't like him so much right now. The crazy attempt by the Democrat Party and the fake news media right back there. President Donald Trump last night in Grand Rapids, Michigan, as he had his first rally. Those famous rallies of his, really the first one in a while, but certainly the first one after the Mueller investigation. And he was galvanized by the results of that. And it looked like he had a good time last night in Michigan. Here's some business news coming from the South. Hibbett Sports plans to close 95 stores, and the CEO of this Birmingham-based sports apparel retailer said the the CEO is going to retire, and the closures will be offset in part by opening of uh, 10 to 15 Hibbett and City Gear stores. Hibbett acquired the 136-store City Gear back in October of 2018, for the last quarter, Hibbit opened 12 new stores, including two City Gear locations. But closing these 95 stores, we're not sure where that's going to happen. The closures expected to occur in fiscal 2020. The streamlining comes as Hibbit reported strong sales led by a 60% surge in online retail. Hibbit, out of Birmingham now, has over 1,100 stores in 35 states, and the CEO jeff rosenthal announcing that he will retire he's been the top guy at hibbit sports for the last nine years and he will be stepping down hibbit sports but again closing 95 stores and i know they have a lot of customers especially this time of year when people go in there and buy all the little league baseball gear and softball gear and everything else going on there at hibbit sports they're to their credit they're in a lot of our small southern towns they're not just in the the big ones and they kind of have they're kind of like the dollar general of sports because they're in those smaller towns a mayoral race in savannah georgia it appears has turned ugly after an event there of which potential candidates for mayor of savannah they were in a room and signs were posted on the window heading into the meeting that said no no audio or video recording no media, TV, radio, and black press only. And this was posted outside the Bolton Street Baptist Church when they had a meeting to coordinate and garner support for a black candidate in Savannah's upcoming mayoral race in Savannah, Georgia. Organizers of the meeting to discuss the upcoming mayoral race in Georgia barred reporters from attending unless they were black. 
according to the Associated Press. But this is a throwback to when times were reversed. And I can't imagine anybody with a with the right uh, IQ would think this is appropriate. I mean, to, to ban the media when you're having a meeting about, I mean, not, not banning the media, banning anybody but black people for this meeting in savannah georgia is is that just asinine well that's the headline coming from savannah georgia the democratic party in oklahoma says their office was defaced with racist remarks and vandals spray painted racist and a gay and anti-semitic remarks outside the headquarters of the oklahoma democratic party and the offices of the chickasaw nation police are investigating the incidents as hate crimes racist and Anti-Semitic graffiti, as well as anti-LGBTQ epithets, were spray-painted on the front door, walkway, and other areas outside these headquarters in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Now, I'm looking at a picture, and one of the graffiti messages says, Welcome to Germany, HH, which stands for Heil Hitler. And then they had a swastika and Weimar D something. Weimar, of course, was... Uh, an area of germany i'm not really sure what the message was but uh, certainly not something you want to see anywhere but in oklahoma having this democratic party office to face with graffiti and a swastika and more there in oklahoma a man in mississippi has pleaded guilty in the church arson of which there was a slogan vote trump this happened a week before the 2016 presidential election And this black church in the Mississippi Delta was burnt. Now, this got a little bit of a, it got a little traction just before that 2016 election, but it quickly diffused when they found out the person that actually burnt the church was, was a black man. And this week, Andrew McClinton, a 47 year old, pleaded guilty to arson and his sentencing is set for late April. McClinton, I said is black. He belonged to Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church in Greenville, Mississippi, which was vandalized and burned. And this story was it was a big thing for about a day or two. And I guess some evidence came in and this McClinton man was found to be the culprit of the burning there of this historic church founded in 1905 in the heart of a black community in the Mississippi Delta. And again, with that message there, vote Trump in addition to the burning of the church, was a a, kind of a major story again until it was discovered that the guy that did the burning was not a Trump supporter, really. It was a black guy. And I think he was connected to the church also. But he pleaded guilty to arson on Thursday. More headlines. The Texas Attorney General is investigating Chick-fil-A's exclusion at the San Antonio airport. And the Attorney General, Ken Paxton of Texas, has opened an investigation about the decision of the airport authority there in San Antonio to keep Chick-fil-A from opening at airport concession facilities. And the reason given was that Chick-fil-A has that stance on traditional values, and they were denied the right to open due to the fast food chain owner's record on LGBT issues. And Attorney General of Texas Paxton announced the investigation in a letter to San Antonio officials, stated his office will examine whether Texas's second largest city violated state law with the rejection. The Attorney General called the move the opposite of tolerance and a discriminatory decision based on the religious beliefs 
of the chain's owner. In his letter, he wrote, The Constitution's protection of religious liberty is somehow even better than Chick-fil-A's chicken. (laughs) Sounds like Paxson's had a few of those delicious Chick-fil-A sandwiches somewhere in the past. A man in Florida who was imprisoned for murder for 42 years has been ordered free. Clifford Williams is 76 years old and Nathan Meyer, 61, wiped away tears after the judge said she was vacating their convictions. An uncle and a nephew, they'd been in prison for 42 years for a murder in Florida and were vindicated on Thursday when prosecutors asked a judge to vacate their convictions, saying they no longer believed in the men's guilt. And now they're walking away. And that's great news coming from Florida, but still 42 years in jail for these two men and now ordered free in the Sunshine State. Also in Florida, a man there, a 32-year-old, has faked a robbery to get out of going to work, according to police. In Polk County, the sheriff's office said that 32-year-old Brian Anderson told responding deputies that two unknown suspects took his money, his necklace, and his cell phone. Anderson said the suspected robbers then threw his phone on the ground and fled in a black Ford Crown Victoria. But then deputies quickly learned the robbery never happened and brian later confessed he made up the story because you better be sitting down for this the sheriff's officer wrote in a facebook post because he didn't want to show up for his 11 o'clock a.m shift at the restaurant he works (laughs) so he made up a story about getting robbed my goodness what a knucklehead keith olberman's a knucklehead and now he realizes it he has apologized for blasting a mississippi turkey hunter we told you about this on thursday's y'all show and he, he called for the turkey hunter to have a life to be turned into a living hell after a photo was sent out by the clarion ledger newspaper in jackson mississippi with the turkey hunter from kiln mississippi with a beautiful white turkey that he was able to kill and olberman now has apologized for going on the offensive and asking for this turkey hunter in Mississippi to have his life turned into a living hell. Alberman now with a little turkey on his face. And finally, in Nashville, I want to talk about a bad guy. This may be the definition of a bad guy. And how do you define what a bad guy is? Well, it would be Thomas Harrell. He's a 43-year-old man in the Music City He's now been arrested a total of nearly 100 times. He's been arrested 98 times in the past 11 months. And he was booked into the Metro Nashville jail again on multiple charges. Harrell was charged yesterday with aggravated criminal trespassing, theft, public intoxication, and resisting arrest. Talk about a rap sheet. This guy, he's going to have to have multiple people trying to figure out what's going on with it surveillance video showed that the suspect placed two 24 ounce cans of beer into a bag and attempted to leave a store when he was stopped by the clerk at the front exit and he smelled of alcohol had bloodshot watery eyes and slurred speech and again according to the database for the davidson county criminal clerk's office mr harrell has been arrested in the last 11 months a grand total of 98 times. The guy just needs to stay in jail. Lock him up. <laughs> when we come back on the Y'all Show, speaking of the state of Tennessee, my goodness, the Tennessee Vols had a great chance to go to the Elite Eight, and they nearly pulled it off, but heartbreak in the end. We've got your full March Madness report from Thursday's action 
and we'll tell you about what else is going on in college sports, a little college football news, all that in our college sports spotlight. Plus, we've got golf coming up at the end of the hour. All that on y'all. Talk with a Southern accent. Wes worked hard to make his dream of playing in the NHL come true. Every day, he'd be out playing street hockey constantly. Townspeople would drive by and shout, Get out of the street! But Wes never gave up. Well, until one day when someone yelled, Get in the car! You're going to make us all late to work! Because Wes was a 43-year-old accountant and he commuted with that guy downtown. So Wes never played in the NHL. But he did hear how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved and made his other dream come true. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. Get those guns up. Welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, our college sports spotlight here on this Friday. And we go into March Madness and the opening round of the Sweet 16 games held Thursday. And yeah, the Texas Tech Red Raiders were one of the best performances by Southern teams on Thursday as Tech defeated Michigan, the number two seed, 63-44, to a 19-point W for the Big 12 program out of Lubbock, Texas. Great job there. Jarrett Culver led the Red Raiders with 22 points and four rebounds, and they had a dominating performance in the West region, and they advance to take on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. That's the other team that won on Thursday. Gonzaga defeated Florida State 72-58 to in the ACC Knowles done for the year but the news was not all that bad for acc teams as the number one seed virginia cavaliers in the late game on thursday evening they defeated oregon 53 to 49 and now the who's move on to their seventh elite eight appearance and now virginia has 32 wins on the year they are 32 and 3 there in charlottesville and the 32 wins marks the most amount of victories in the history of the virginia basketball program Great job there by the Hoos. And now Virginia will face the Purdue Boilermakers in an Elite Eight appearance. Purdue had a tough game with Tennessee. Tennessee roared from, I think, 20. Yeah, Tennessee came back. A great effort by Grant Williams and more. But in the end, Purdue survived in overtime 99-94. And now Purdue has a chance to go to the Final Four in the contest coming up against Virginia from Louisville, Kentucky on Saturday. Those were your games from Thursday. Again, from the South, Virginia and Texas Tech won, while Tennessee and FSU head home after they were not able to advance on Thursday. Now, today's lineup in college basketball, the LSU Tigers and Michigan State 
have their Sweet 16 date at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. That's the early game. That will be a 709 Eastern, 609 Central tip from the nation's capital. Good luck to the Tigers in that one. The Auburn Tigers and the North Carolina Tar Heels get together in Kansas City, Missouri at Sprint Center. That's the second game this evening. The Duke Blue Devils and their ACC opponent, Virginia Tech, have an all-ACC clash in D.C., and that game tips off at 9.39 Eastern, 8.39 Central tonight on CBS. The late game tonight features Kentucky and Houston from KC, and that tips off around 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. The Cats and the Cougs from KC, and that's your lineup for the March Madness tonight in college basketball. Now, let me pick for a moment on the two teams that lost last night since it it's hard for me to believe that tennessee which has had some great players through the years tennessee's only been to one elite eight and they're not going there this year they lost last night the only appearance by the vols in the elite eight was back in 2010 this is a program that's been playing basketball a long long time and they have a gigantic basketball arena in knoxville tennessee and we know all about the tennessee women's program but the Vols have never been to the Final Four, much less won a national championship in men's basketball. And this is no exception in 2019. They are done. No Final Four appearances for UT. That's pretty bad. Now, Florida State. Hey, Florida State almost won a national championship back in 1972. But since that time, they have not been back to the Final Four, although they're in the ACC now. They did go to the Elite Eight last year, but they lost this year. They lost last night. No Elite Eight appearance this year. They've been to the Elite Eight three times, and then, again, they went to the Final Four. They lost to UCLA in the championship game in 1972. You might know a little bit about those days. Uh, Hugh Durham, who played at the Knowles, went on to be a coach there for FSU back in the early 1970s, and had some great players as a part of his program, and they went and, and played UCLA and, and lost in a close game, really close game, back in 1972. But that's FSU. Now, Virginia, as I said, this is their seventh Elite Eight appearance. Virginia has been to two Final Fours, 1981-1984, and we saw Ralph Sampson in the audience last night in Louisville bringing some good luck it was the ralph sampson era of virginia the last time they made it to the final four so it, that that's going on there with them now texas tech another team that won on thursday evening texas tech went to the elite eight last year they're back in it this year man they got a heck of a coach there in lubbock texas in chris beard but in his third season he's been to now two elite eights with this red raider program and the Red Raiders have never been to the Final Four. So last year was the greatest season in their history. This year, they've already equaled that. Again, Chris Beard, the coach of the Red Raiders, he's a native of Marietta, Georgia, and he has been an assistant at a lot of places. And before going to Lubbock, he was the head coach of the Little Rock Trojans of the Sunbelt Conference. But man, what a great job by that 46-year-old coach, Georgia native, Chris Beard and Tech with a chance to wreck them and get into the Final Four, perhaps, with a win on Saturday. 
Some news about the Hokies heading into their game today as Virginia Tech senior guard Ty Outlaw is going to play. He's been charged with marijuana possession and coach Buzz Williams announced in a statement that Outlaw take it. He took a drug test before the team left campus Wednesday for its Sweet 16 showdown in D.C. And the test came back negative, which allows Williams and A.D. Whit Babcock to have Outlaw play in today's game. So a weapon for the Hokies against Duke tonight. Now, football news. Former Texas running back Kyle Porter has transferred to the Houston Cougars. The school announced this on Wednesday. Porter, who played 27 games for the Horns, has two years of eligibility remaining and will be eligible this season after he graduates from the University of Texas this summer. So the Cougars and their great coach who's moved in from West Virginia getting a nice key to the complex there with Kyle Porter's transfer to the American Conference team in Houston. And how about this story? Since Purdue won last night against Tennessee on the basketball court, this is a sad but happy story coming from Boiler Nation, our Yankee friends in Indiana. Remember the kid Tyler Trent, who was a huge Purdue fan, and unfortunately he passed away several months ago after his fight against cancer? Well, Purdue at Ross Aid Stadium, the student entrance there, is now known as the Tyler Trent Student Gate at Purdue. Remember, he was there when they played Ohio State last year, and Purdue shocked Ohio State, beat the crap out of them. <laughs> and now this kid who fought bone cancer and unfortunately passed away, he has something in his legacy forever. The Tyler Trent Student Gate, this young man who symbolized such a great fight. He died January 1st at the age of 20 from osteosarcoma a type of bone cancer and now purdue keeping his memory forever with this student gate there at the stadium in west lafayette indiana great news even if it is from the big 10 and a good good story there and congratulations to purdue and their basketball team even though it hurt for tennessee fans to see that loss in ot but purdue moves on and We'll play Virginia tomorrow and see if they make it to the Final Four. Well, that is your sports or college things going on tomorrow and what happened last night in March Madness. When we come back on y'all, we're going to switch sports. We're going to talk about golf. We'll welcome in Jason Nall. He's the executive director of Southern States Junior Classics. He's going to come on and talk about next weekend's Augusta Women's Amateur in Augusta, Georgia. First time women have actually had a tournament on the Augusta National Golf Club course. Also, he'll talk about what's going on in the PGA this weekend and some junior golf info. All that ahead on the y'all.com Southern Golf Report. That's next on Y'all. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. 
That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel dot com. Is that not one of the great songs that you hear all year long on television? The Masters will be here in just a few days. I cannot wait. Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia, on the banks of the beautiful Savannah River. Welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And here on Y'all... We're going to start bringing on from time to time an old friend, a great friend, who qualifies to be on this show for many reasons, but one reason, his last name is Nall, my last name is Rawl, and they both rhyme with y'all. So let's welcome in, in our first report of the y'all.com Southern Golf Report, Jason Nall, Executive Director of the Southern States Junior Classics. Hello, Mr. Nall. What do you say there, John Rawl? It's good to be on y'all <laughs> yeah, radio. You've been a y'all guy your whole life, and we're so excited Man. that uh, because of your passion for the sport of golf, and now that we've pretty much reached April and we've got the Masters and a whole bunch of other actual tournaments that matter coming up why not feature golf from time to time and you're going to be our go-to guy you're going to be the guy waiting for us on the first tee yeah i'll, I'll do my best to uh <laughs> to shed some light on on the great lifelong sport of golf i tell you it's been just a horrible winter for golfers uh especially in the south here in tennessee alabama mississippi uh, the the rain cycle, the weather, the courses are all trying to uncover from from just a tough winter, and everything's a little slow coming in. It's been tough for uh, some of our juniors to get the kind of practice and work in they like, and uh, some of our college teams even in this area struggle to be able to prepare for you know what's coming up as the NCAA's and the conference finals here in the next two three weeks so it's been a tough winter but I think we're finally seeing some sun and on the other side of it and one of the things we have Jason on is not only to talk about what's going on in the PGA tour that's fun that's easy to cover but one of the cool things that Jason offers is he's very connected into the amateur side as well as junior golf and so with his role there as founder and executive director of the southern states junior classics we can kind of get a taste of what's going on in golf if you are the parent of a of a little one who's into the game of golf or maybe you are that little one or maybe you might think you're a little one but you're more like 45 years old uh, golf is a great sport and again it's applicable to all age groups from the little of the littlest to the senior citizens and beyond so that's why we here in the south love the sport of golf and and jason's going to be coming on to talk about that now 
Jason, let's talk about this upcoming amateur that's going to be taking place at Augusta National. It's the first time ever that they're going to have something for women at Augusta National Golf Club, and this takes place, I guess, this coming weekend is when it goes on. So tell me about it. Yeah, so this is the inaugural Augusta National Women's Amateur. Uh, it was uh, contrived by uh, Augusta National and the uh, United States Golf Association. Um, it was announced last year during Masters Week, and then it will be uh, uh, the competition will, will hold uh, will be held for the first time this uh this master's week and so it's um april 3rd 4th and 5th and down in augusta um and so yes it's i want to say you know we can go back seven eight years ago when uh the pga tour uh pga usga and augusta national uh developed the drive chip and putt national championship and that's held now it's just historically held on the sunday before masters week and at augusta national and allows um 40 of uh, the best junior golfers in their age division to come in and for a skills challenge on sunday and it's been a big deal especially with junior golf and building off of the success of that and opening up the, the gates of Augusta National to a, a larger group, uh, they have added now this Augusta National Women's Amateur, which will be contested for the first time uh, the week leading into Masters Week. So they're really trying to build a, uh, you know, a, a fuller event, a complete event, a more inclusive event uh, that leads into the to the tournament proper. And so this now the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Uh, will kick off Masters Week uh, with the first two rounds being competed at a different course in uh, Augusta. The Augusta, uh, the Champions Retreat Golf Club in Augusta will host the first and second round, which features 72 of the best amateur women uh, from around the world. Then they'll do a cut after the second round and cut it down to the top 30 competitors who make that cut after the first two rounds, and those 30 will get to go play their final round at Augusta National, and it will be televised in its entirety by NBC. So it'll be very nice to see our top women amateurs compete on the hallowed grounds of Augusta National and see how they handle all the nuances of the greens and uh, Race Creek and uh, number 12, the greatest par three in the world. Uh, how, how will they handle that as we've seen the pros for years and years and years on TV? So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Now, you mentioned number 12 at Augusta National. Is that the one with the Hogan Bridge there? It is. Hogan Bridge, it's one where um, Jordan Spieth a couple of years back, you know, he was just on fire and it looked like he was going to steamroll to his uh, another Masters win for him and he chunked too right there in the, <laughs> in the water. It just for a little 145 yard par three, it's back in the corner of the course. It's where Amen Corner uh, ascends and um, it's just a devilish little hole that has found its way into. Uh, the history books many, many times for uh, birdies and for uh, disasters through the years that have really shaped that tournament. 
Yeah. Well, again, the tournament for men is going to be the following weekend. So we're a couple of weeks away from the Masters. But uh, Augusta National Women's Amateur taking place here in the coming days. And one of the cool things, Jason, that I see from the website there for it is they've got some featured guests that will be participating. Nancy Lopez and Anika Sorenstam will also be, I guess, not participating in the tournament since they're not amateurs, but they'll be out there playing and helping spread the love of golf to a lot of people yeah they're uh, they're they're kind of a playing host i guess you would say in, in the tournament and uh they definitely have been uh uh standard bearers for women's golf uh, both of them uh for for many years uh annika sorenstam being probably highly regarded as maybe one of the top three women golfers of all time uh and then nancy lopez having maybe the the personality of the game, like the game's never seen before. So they're, they're great ambassadors. But now let me tell you this, uh, this women's am at Augusta has not come without controversy. Are you aware of any of the controversy around this event? No, I am not. That's why we have you on the y'all show, Mr. Jason. Nall. Well, I'll start by saying that, uh, one of, uh, the top five junior golfers in the world who was invited to play in the, uh, women's women's uh inaugural women's am she's from memphis tennessee named rachel heck just a phenomenal golfer and uh uh already committed to stanford uh committed in ninth grade she's an 11th grader now but she had uh she she had she's probably the only person to ever turn down an invitation from augusta national to anything the reason she turned it down she was also invited to play in the ANA Inspiration on the same weekend, which is LPGA's first major championship of the year. So you've got a top junior golfer here who has to decide whether to play, who's been given a, an invit- a special invitation and earned the right to play in both of these events and has to decide whether to play in the Augusta Women's Invitational for Amateurs or in the LPGA's first major of the year. Where the controversy comes in is the LPGA, um, you know, they, they certainly would like to have their first major of the year, uh, major championship be center stage for golf that weekend. And then we've got the, the Masters now, uh, sponsoring this, uh, women's amateur there, which is going to be center stage for golf that weekend. So we've got two great events for women going on the same weekend. So from a timing perspective, it's been, it was some tough decisions for a few amateurs who had, uh, invites to both events. So um, that's the fact that we we, we kind of got two high profile and, uh, events going for women at the same weekend to try to try to try to fight for the attention and airtime has provided a bit of controversy between uh, the Masters Committee and uh, the USGA and uh, the LPGA. Oh, but controversy is good, Jason. You should know that. <laughs> <laughs> but now Rachel Heck, who's uh, again from Memphis, Tennessee, and just just uh, just a, a great junior golfer, has played in the U.S. Open, has qualified as a ninth grader for the U.S. Open. Uh, now she's an eleventh grader. Um, you know, I don't have any inside information of how her decision came, but my thought is that she's going to have uh, many opportunities to be highly ranked amateur and have an opportunity to play in this Augusta women's amateur. Whereas you don't know how many, uh, special invitations you will get from the ladies professional golf tour to play in one of their major championships. So I guess you had to weigh all that out when deciding which event to play in, but it's a pretty good problem to have for Miss Heck. 
Yes, it is. All right, let's talk about the fellas, if you don't mind, Jason. An sure. Up-and-coming guy from the natural state. I saw him at last week's Valspar Championship. We want to give some love to Austin Cook. What can you tell us about him as he finished in the top ten of that tournament? Well, Austin, um, Austin, he just – he just had a baby, so he's been uh, <laughs> like a real human slow, baby, or like a baby, a real human baby. Okay, yeah. So he's a he's a dad, and being a dad, uh, he took some time off from the game to uh, enjoy that process. I guess you would call it. And uh, he's come back, and he's and he came back a, a little rusty because he was he was really hot last year, and this uh, but he's progressively uh, improved over the last few weeks. Uh, he didn't go out and change his swing or do anything drastic. He knew, you know, hey, let's just get back in the grind. Let's get up, focus back on golf. And, and it seems to be coming back around for Austin. Now, Austin also has one of the best caddies in the business. Um, Who that? Kip is a, is a great follow on Twitter, Kip Henley. Okay. Uh, that's his caddy. So if you're, if you're into golf and you want, you want to know the inside the ropes information and, with a lot of color, you follow Kip on uh, Twitter. All right. uh, but Kip, uh, I, I've kind of kept up with Austin and and how he's uh, his years coming together really through his caddy and through, and and through that. But Austin, uh, great golfer from the natural state, a long line of great golfers from Jonesboro, where Austin's from, um, and. Um, you know, back when I was a kid, I grew up in the natural state, and, and Jonesboro won state championships, beat us. And when I was a golf, high school golfer, and they've always had uh, a tremendous amount of junior golf um, prospects come from that that area, and, and he may be the best. Well, Austin represents Arkansas well. If you watched him over the past weekend at this tournament down in Florida, he had the Arkansas logo on his collar, and then he was repping. Uh, I guess one of his sponsors is Tyson Foods. So he's all Arkansas. <laughs> he's all in. He's all in. And he uh, happened to be a Razorback, too, I guess. That's not a bad thing. No, no. It's always good to have the opportunity to uh, represent your home state uh, and, and help them uh, be successful. And uh, and then, you know, once a hog, always a hog. And you'll see, uh, just like Stacey Lewis, uh, one of the top LPGA players and going to be a Hall of Famer. She's got that hog head cover, and she calls the hogs every chance she can. <laughs> There's another guy named John Daly. You might not know that he was a racer back at one time. Paul Casey won the Valspar Championship last weekend. Now, this week, they moved to Austin, Texas on the PGA Tour. It's the WGC Dell Technologies match play taking place in Austin. Now, this is a tournament that in the past has been more late May or June or something like that. They've changed the schedule all around this year. So what do we know about this weekend's match play event from the capital of the Lone Star State? Well, you're right. They've changed the schedule to uh, to accommodate an, an uh, earlier PGA championship, uh, which is, is going to be a little unusual for all of us. But that change of schedule has been done to really let everything build up toward uh, the playoffs and the FedEx Cup points playoffs, which they want to end before football season. Uh, it's hard to compete with your playoffs in the first three weeks of football season uh, for for uh, ratings. And so we feel like in golf that uh, you got to know your role and that August is, is kind of a, a void space. And if, if the golf playoffs are running through August and into the first week of September, um, 
we're going to have more national attention. So that's that was the thinking behind uh, changing the schedule. I can tell you the the players themselves. Uh, it's kind of you know it depends on who you talk to whether they like the format of the match play championship. It's very grueling. Uh, you know you're playing more golf and and more intense golf in a week than you would typically play in a four round stroke play event. Even last year's champion Bubba Watson came out and said uh, he didn't really like the event. So um, it's different. It's different than any event of the year. It's, uh, you're playing 36 on the final round to, uh, to to win the thing if you make it that far. It's bracket type event where you have a one seed versus a 16 seed. And uh, it sounds kind of familiar. World golf rankings. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. But I mean, it's enjoyable. It's something different. Uh, it's kind of akin to the singles matches in the Ryder Cup or in the President's Cup, and you're seeing you know one on one match play golf. Uh, from a junior perspective, what we have a Southern State Junior Class which runs one match play tournament a year. It's an invitational in February, and our junior players love to play that different style of golf. Uh, ours is a team event, so the team aspect is also great because so many times golf is a individual sport, uh, and the fact that these juniors get to be on a part of a, a team and play match play matches against another team, uh, that's enjoyable for them. For the professionals, uh, like I say, it's hot or cold. Some people really enjoy the match play format. They like the break of uh, pace and doing something different, whereas some of the players feel like that it's uh, maybe too grueling to, to be a regular season event right there on the schedule. But, uh, you know, if you like golf, it's a purest sense, match play. You know, you you win a hole, you're up one up. You lose a hole, you're one down. And, and the total score ne- doesn't necessarily matter. It's hole by hole. And again, this match play event is this weekend. Then next week, the PGA Tour moves to another spot in the Lone Star status, the Valero Texas Open. Then the best of the golfers end up in Augusta, Georgia for the 2019 Masters Tournament. That's April 11th through the 14th. Now, Jason, before we say goodbye to you for the week, let's talk about Southern States golf what you got going on the website is ssjrclassic.com you have a tournament coming up soon that it's a little too late to register for it but i also want to tell you about another event you've got coming up in in uh let's see later in may i guess is when the ssjc summer open is going on but you have the ssjc mid-south masters love the name of that that's taking place in bartlett at Bartlett, Tennessee's Quail Ridge Golf Course, April 6th and 7th. So next weekend, you've got the Mid-South Masters. That's right. That's a new tournament for us. Uh, we're trying to get over into western Tennessee and uh, in the Memphis area. Um, you know, we did not have a full field for that event this year, uh, but it's going to be a good event. Um, our next event after that is our SSJC Players Championship, which is at Bear Trace at Harrison Bay State Park near Chattanooga. But we, we, uh, and the registration is open now for that event. And then our summer open, which our, our, our marquee summer event is being held in conjunction with Mississippi State University Pro Golf PGA Golf Management Group. They're our sponsor for that event and it'll be held at 
at the Mississippi State University golf course in June. So uh, we, we run seven events, six stroke play regional championships, and spread throughout different southern states. And then we have a team event in uh, February, which I mentioned earlier, which is the Joshua Cup. And uh, that event, our top points leaders uh, from the previous season receive invitations to uh, participate in that Joshua Cup. So we're, we're, we're just getting our season underway. We're heading toward our second event of the year. And, uh, you know, it's good. If you watch that drive chip and putt championship, which will be held on uh, the Sunday before Masters Week, which will be April uh, 6th, our two of our players are actually competing in the National Finals of Drive Chip and Putt. Uh, Sarah M. from Atlanta area, she is a uh, Southern States Junior Classics player, and also L. Reisner, also from Atlanta area. So two girls representing different age divisions will be in the Drive Chip and Putt Finals that will be held on the Golf Channel. You'll see it on the Golf Channel on Sunday morning, April 6th. So pull for our Southern States uh, Junior Classics alumni in that event and if you are a parent of a child boys age 5 to 19 or a girl age 5 to 19 you can compete in some of these championships you just need to go to the website ssjuniorclassic.com and learn much more about the southern states junior classics and our special guest today has been the executive director and founder of that organization jason all with the y'all.com southern golf report jason we'll see you at the 19th hole all right, John. Thank you very much, brother. All right. Well, that will wrap up this first hour of the Y'all Show. When we come back, we've got more goodness in the second hour. You don't want to miss it. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Uh, hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. March Madness right here on the Y'all Show. It's madness because we're having a great time on this Friday, and we always get the second hour going with a little David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery, looking for some company. And tonight I'm looking. 
looking for a party track Slamming the back And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd Jumping like you just don't care if they're dancing over here Or fighting over there, I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd Hey, 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 get your party on, y'all Looking for a party crowd Slamming them back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around Yeah, hang around, y'all Jumping like it just don't care if you're dancing over here or fighting over there. David Lee Murphy. It's y'all. Talk with a southern accent on the Friday as we close out the week. We close out the month of March having a darn good time talking golf, talking basketball, talking about the news, talking about Trump, talking about everything southern and beyond to the south and beyond (laughs) that's what we do best here on the all southern program with your host john rawl hit us up on the phone call text our number 803-816-1170 we are taking suggestions if there's a song you want to hear on a friday hey let us know we have a special song coming up after this next dlm song a song very appropriate for this time of year we'll tell you what it is but up first it's mr murphy's second song of the day dust on the bottle Rio Williams lived down a dirt road. He made homemade wine like nobody I know. I dropped by one Friday night and said, Can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar. 
He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light. He said, There might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. There might be a little dust on the bottom, but it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time. You were sitting in the porch swing as I pulled up the driveway. My old heart was racing as you climbed inside You slid over there close as we drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached down to the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool about what's inside There might be A little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things That gets sweeter with Are we having fun? Yeah, I think we are. Welcome back. It's y'all. And that, of course, a big hit for David Lee Murphy. And the song prior to that, another big one for Mr. Murphy. It is the 29th day of March today. And hey, unless you were under a rock yesterday, you probably discovered that Thursday was the opening day of Major League Baseball. And now these teams will have... 161 more games to play before the end of September and then the postseason begins for all those baseball players. And, you know, in the South, we have so many of you who love the sport of baseball. It's a tradition. And it wasn't all that long ago. Baseball was the number one sport across the country. Now, I would say football has probably surpassed the love of baseball, but you still have plenty and plenty and plenty of Big time support for baseball, and you got plenty of great major league teams that are headquartered here in Dixie. And the fans of those teams, whether it be the Cardinals or the Astros, who are one of the best teams in the American League these days, the Rangers in their final season of their ballpark in Arlington this year before they move into an impressive structure next year. You got the defending NL East champion Atlanta Braves here in Dixie. The Tampa Bay Rays had a good season last year, but in the division they're in, it was tough to make it to the postseason. They did not. The new-look Miami Marlins this year, 
not expected to be too good this year, even with the new unis and and the nationals in Washington. Of course, a lot of people in Virginia love that team. So we we have plenty of good baseball played, major league wise. In addition to the college game that we have here in the SEC, ACC, Big Twelve, and more, we like our baseball. Of course, October and November is big time football, but other than that, from now until when football kicks off, the, at least the NFL and the college game kicks off when it really matters come September, baseball, it's kind of the big deal in the South. And so we'll have baseball coverage here on y'all going forward. And to kind of get you in the mood now that baseball season is here, is there a better song that you hear at a ballpark than Centerfield from John Fogarty? This is the song that's the title track of his Centerfield record, which was released back in 1985. Now, Fogarty is a native of California, and he first kind of got to be known because he was a member of Credence Clearwater Revival. And that was a band that, man, back in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, had so many great songs. And then Fogarty decided to go solo in 72. But looking back at CCR, I had to wonder, now, since they're a California-based band, are they considered Southern Rock? So I did some research. I I, I did a simple research here at the Y'all Show, and what I found was pretty amazing, the, the discussion that people have. Here is what one fan wrote on a message board out there. They, they were checking into Credence, and they wanted to know about the debate whether they're considered a Southern Rock band. And a person from North Carolina says there's no way in hell he would consider them Southern Rock because they're from California. <laughs> and though this next person writes that they think Credence transcends genres, they can be, be considered pioneers of Southern Rock. Yeah, they were from California, but he doesn't think Southern is a description of the band. It's a description of the rock part. You must consider that Credence sang about bayous and riverboats and green rivers inspired by blues country and rockabilly artists from the south plus there's a wonderfully murky sound they created that feels southern and add to that their look cowboy boots jeans plaid flannel shirts and these boys were southern in spirit at least according to this fan and this fan pointed out that skinner's ronnie van zant cited credence clearwater revival as his primary influence which says a lot and I can't prove this. I'm only reporting what I'm reading here. It could be fake news. And this fan goes on to add, besides Fogarty and company didn't come from any swamp either, but nobody has a problem calling them Swamp Rock. So Southern Rock, Swamp Rock, CCR had some darn good music. And then, of course, Fogarty decided in the early 70s to to go on and, and do his own thing. Now, interestingly, Amazon ranks credence clearwater revivals chronicles album as the number one selling southern rock album at, at the time that this fan wrote this and they also rank it uh, number one in the rockabilly section and in the country rock album and the oldies and retro album section there at amazon so it may have changed by now but the fan goes on to say i wouldn't necessarily call credence pop it's just pure rock and roll and perhaps some southern rock and roll then as i said fogarty went off on his solo career and had some success but probably this is his biggest song from a solo standpoint because it is played all the time 
and it's Centerfield. Again, this song came out in 1985 and was a just an instant classic. And it's played at just about every single ballpark you can go to. Oddly enough, it, it only went on the Billboard 100 to number 44. And on the top rock tracks, this peaked out at number four. So it's amazing that a song like that just didn't hit number one. And it's gone in different areas, too. When George W. Bush was campaigning for president back in 2000, he told a reporter that this was his favorite song and that he used to own part of the Texas Rangers ball club. And he liked the line, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. And again, you hear it at major league parks, minor league parks, college parks. It is a standard come baseball season. And since we got our opening day behind us on Thursday, why not play a little Fogarty, even though he's from California? This is a beloved song across Dixie. It's center field. Enjoy it here on this Friday. It's baseball season. Play ball, y'all.
John Fogarty wrote the song. John Fogarty produced the record. And he, of course, sang that song, Centerfield, which was out in 1985 and an absolute sample of what baseball songs are all about. Perhaps the greatest. Ah, we'll call it the second greatest. You can't you can't deny that Take Me Out to the Ball Game is a pretty darn good baseball song, too. Of course, I like Cheap Seats from Alabama. That's a good one, too. There's some really good baseball theme music out there. And this one right there, the center field from Fogarty, is a darn good one. Happy baseball season, y'all. When we come back on the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent, we're going to move from the diamond to hashtag hullabaloo. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. is hashtag hullabaloo time on this friday edition of y'all the show that is all about dixie welcome back in john rawl is the name our website y'all.com go there right now and get access to great shows that we've done for nearly one year now you can also find wonderful stories even some videos we have videos from my time in daytona beach last week you can watch some of our great tourist-related videos, all that at y'all.com. The website, the radio show, the experience that is all about the South. That's what we do here. And we can't thank you enough for tuning us in here in our last broadcast for the month of March. And on hashtag hullabaloo, this is where we dive into social media. And we've got a tweet coming in from Marissa Tuck at Marissa F. T-U-C-K, Marissa F. Tuck. She writes in her profile, Proverbs 3125, that she's a believer, a wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, writer, equally black and brown, celebrity, and my eternal optimist, growing daily. Thank you, Marissa. Looking forward to seeing what you put out there on Twitter. Well, actually, it's very timely because it's got something to do with college basketball. We told you in hour one about Tennessee's uh, heroic comeback. Is that a good word? Last night in March Madness, they played Purdue, and the Boilers survived in overtime. Tennessee's great run ends. And Marissa wrote on Twitter last night, Tennessee had that game. Ugh. 
Hashtag March Madness. Yeah, you're right on that, but give the Vols and Coach Rick Barnes credit. They did fight back. They they had a chance. They sh- maybe could have won, should have won, but boy, Purdue, despite horrible free throw shooting on both clubs, I think Tennessee was 50% and Purdue was even less than 50% at the charity stripe. The Vols just can't outpower that train wreck from West Lafayette, Indiana. And now Purdue moves on into the Elite Eight of college basketball. They they took care of business. And Purdue, for the first time in a long time, I think it's been about 18 years, the Big Ten team moves on after defeating the Vols in the Sweet 16. Thank you, Marissa, for that. And now that Tennessee lost that game, Marissa, are you going to be pulling for Purdue the rest of the way? Or are you going to maybe root for one of those other SEC teams? I know you must be pulling for Kentucky. If you like Tennessee, right? <laughs> Just kidding. That's one thing I doubt too many Vols fans are going to be rooting for Kentucky today when their opportunity in Sweet 16 games happens tonight. All right. Next up in hashtag hullabaloo, this comes from TESQ. I guess that's Esquire. It's at L-A-S-T-L-E-N-N-O-N-I-S-T-A at Lastinista. Hope I got that right. And the profile says, she's not a girl who misses much. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure where you're coming from, T-E-S-Q, Esquire. But here is something I can relate to in this tweet. It says, just left TJ Maxx. The cashier and I just had a thank you, yes, ma'am, nicety shootout. I think I won, but only because I got the last word, which was incidentally, Yes, ma'am. Hashtag Southern. Well, isn't that a great dialogue at TJ Maxx? <laughs> I got to talk about TJ Maxx. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this company in a second because I know you've been in the TJ Maxx and I know you've had the same dilemma that I've had when you've gone into a TJ Maxx. But first, going back to TESQ on Twitter, what a great discussion there. What a great fact that someone working in a TJ Maxx had good Southern mannerisms. And they were having that shootout of kind words. Thank you. And yes, ma'am. What a what a nice statement. Now, I don't know where you are located, T-A-E-S-Q, but if you can maybe write the corporate office of TJ Maxx and say that you had a, a southern gentleman or southern gentlewoman in the cashier position that was quite nice to you. Now, that would be a wonderful thing. And hey, that's the kind of stuff. And I'm a guy who used to work at a Kmart back in the day. And it was only because people complimented me that I got, I think, Employee of the Month one time. I know I did. I got Employee of the Month. And I think I got a day off with pay. And I was even a part-timer. I was still in high school back when Kmart was kind of a force. Now it's hard to find a Kmart. Not hard to find a TJ Maxx, though. But I clock number 91 at Kmart. And I think I got some other nice, maybe a blue light special. I'm not. It's been a long time, but... That's the kind of stuff, no matter if you're at a retailer like TJ Maxx or you're at a a fast food restaurant. Someone did something really nice to me the other day at a fast food restaurant. I I know what it was. I went to a restaurant and I was short several cents. I mean, like 25 cents. And the kid working the counter. And it was a kid. It was not an adult. It was easily someone who had not got out of high school. They said, oh, don't worry about it. Because I was going to go back out to my car, and I just didn't want a whole bunch of change in my pocket. And they were like, oh, don't worry about it. And 
And I think I saw them pull a quarter out, out of their own pocket. And you know what I can tell you that I did not do? And then shame on me. I did not report that to the corporate office. I should have remembered the kid's name and called up. And honestly, this is, again, another sad statement. It's been a few weeks. I honestly don't remember anything about the kid. I've totally forgot. But that that's bad on me. I should have known better. I, I definitely should have known better. Although, you got to admit, that was quite a steep amount to kind of let go. Let me, Mr. Y'all Guy, off the hook for a quarter. I could see where it'd be if it was five cents or less. No biggie. But I don't think I'd have let somebody off for a quarter or more. <laughs> Now, let's talk about TJ Maxx, okay? Now that we've at least complimented one of their employees for having great Southern mannerisms, I know you've had the same problem as I have when you've gone to a TJ Maxx, okay? First off, as a guy with long arms, they hardly have anything in there for me anymore as a guy. And I know they've got plenty of women's clothing and and shoes and all the frou-frou stuff for your home. But they, for us fellas, they actually do have some stuff in there of relevance for guys from shoes to some clothing out there but whether you're a lady or a a fella and you find something at tj maxx and you decide to go pay for it and get the heck out of there i bet you you had to wait in line at least five minutes because god bless them for having a big store but tj maxx they they have hardly anyone working at their locations and therefore when right when you're ready to go pay there's usually a long line because there's like one cashier for this gigantic store here's some info on tj maxx i know you want to know more about this company i know you do it started in 1976 in framingham massachusetts and I probably butchered the pronunciation because, you know, in mass, they, they talk, they go park the car and it might be framing hair. They might leave off the M. I'm not sure. But it, it started way back in the country's bicentennial year of 1976. Now, TJ Maxx currently has over 1,200 score, uh, stores. As of March, they had 1,241 stores to be exact in the country. That's a lot of stores for a discount re- retailer. TJ Maxx. And uh, again, maybe they've, if they've eclipsed 1200 stores, maybe they've added at least one more cashier in each of their department stores. But something tells me that's part of their success. They know how to maximize effort with the least amount of employees, and therefore they can expand to be in more than 1200 locations across the good old country and beyond. TJ Maxx, there you have it. Free infomercial for you today on. The, the y'all show here's another infomercial coming in but this one comes all the way from out in the desert and it comes to us from our wonderful journey and i said that right wonderful w-a-n-d-e-r-f-u-l as in like you go wander but it's wonderful journey and the twitter account is our wonderful o-u-r-w-a-n-d-e-r-f-u-l now what is this we are jeff and jamie We love travel. This is their profile on Twitter. We love travel, experience in restaurants, hotels, and venues that are unique and not major chains. We like to venture off the beaten path. Now, that is my kind of duo there, Jeff and Jamie, J-A-M-I, and our wonderful 
journey. Now, they put on Twitter this week, great southern food in the heart of Scottsdale, Arizona. More at ourwonderfuljourney.com, hashtag fried chicken. And I had to do a double take because I was just in Scottsdale and Tempe and Phoenix a couple months ago. And the last thing I saw, and I did not see any, by the way, was any kind of connection to the South. I don't even think I saw Chick-fil-A while I was there, but I, I certainly didn't see Popeye's or Bojangles. I didn't see a cookout anywhere. I did see an In-N-Out, and I went to an In-N-Out, and it was a fun experience. That's the California-based hamburger chain that's ventured into Arizona, and they even have a little theme song that's on their commercials, and I sang that. Had a good time there. However, let me tell you, in and out, if you're going to come into the South, and I'm all about hamburgers, and, and here's what in and out unlike, let's say, a five guys, here's one thing that's different about them. They have burgers, and they have shakes and fries, and that's it. No hot dogs, no chicken. If you don't want a burger, fries, or some kind of shake, you're SOL. <laughs> and so don't go into in and out if you're out on the left coast other than that it was a great place now the other complaint i have if 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 you allow me to complain about this west coast chain they go heavy on salt there and sometimes five guys is a little heavy on the salt not on the fries i'm talking about on the burgers and i just think and, and i confirmed this with the person that i went out to in and out with my late roommate who died in 2002 his mother and father i went and visited them along with my son at christmas time and they live in the valley there they live in mesa arizona and i said that was a good burger except it tasted salty she said i agree they are salty so that's two people one of which is a deep fried southerner in myself and one is a deep fried desert rat (laughs) i say that because they live in the phoenix area and she said it was salty too so i think it's a little saltier maybe maybe they were just having a discount on salt that day at that particular in and out but here is where our wonderful journey went to again they don't go to chains so they didn't go to in and out when they were in scottsdale they went to a great place called lolo's now lolo's is a chain that has been in the phoenix area only and they offer chicken and waffles that's their main product but they also have in the great twitter profile here for our wonderful journey shows not only the chicken and waffles but they've got lemonade and tea iced tea that is hopefully iced sweet tea all served in mason jars there at lolo's now great news if you don't want to go all the way to the phoenix area and have lolo's chicken and waffles they have one store that's expanded beyond the grand canyon state they also i think have some stores in nevada but they have one store now in our part of the country south lake texas at 1201 east state highway 114 south lake you got a low lows chicken and waffles and they're looking to expand so perhaps if you want to get into a, a new venture if you've got a little money to blow and you want to invest they're looking for expansion opportunities low lows chicken and waffles out of the phoenix area started by larry lolo white enterprising 
man, looks like he's no no more than 40 years old, and he got his start in the Phoenix area working at his grandmother's restaurant called Mrs. White's Golden Rule Cafe, and that's still around Phoenix. Mrs. White's Golden Rule Cafe, a southern restaurant, and Larry Lolo White worked there with his granny, and now he's got his own chain called Lolo's Chicken and Waffles, and the good folks with our wonderful journey happened to walk in there and had evidently a, a, a meal that you just can't find in the Grand Canyon State and in the desert, and it made quite a difference. Remember, this whole chicken and waffle thing, I'm pretty darn sure, at least in this part of the world, it's a fairly new phenomenon. It really hasn't been around but about 10 years, but it's a good combination. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know why we didn't think of this sooner. I don't think Waffle House which should have thought of this a long time ago. They didn't think of it. I think they actually have it on their menu now. But I give credit to the Los Angeles people on Chicken and Waffles and a guy named Snoop Dogg who was on his show at one time talked about going to Roscoe's out in Los Angeles. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. But, hey, that's L.A. When you go to Phoenix and in that area, it's Lolo's Chicken and Waffles. Mel Momo is on Twitter at M-E-L-M-O-M-O. And Mel Momo writes, In the South, all carbonated drinks are Coke. You, by law, must then specify what kind of Coke. That is how we know if you are from here. Hashtag Southern Bell. Well, Mel Momo, we've had this discussion a couple of times here of late on the Y'all Show, and I agree, it's just so much easier in the south you got to admit we like to simplify things and although we may have something more specific than a coca-cola in mind when we say we want a coke at least on first response we say yeah I'll, I'll take a coke and we're okay with coke if you love pepsi are you going to really cry if someone brings you an actual coca-cola i doubt it i, I doubt it and let's say you're addicted to diet coke and i bring you just the old classic coke are are you gonna cry Eh, i doubt it i doubt it because you can always go get water which is probably something you should be drinking anyway we love you atlanta-based coke but hey you do have a lot of sugar now again i'm going to make a statement as i have it's it's really helped change my physique here in the last couple of months as we wrap up the third month of the year i've been drinking a lot of coke zero and luckily it's on tap at a lot of fast food restaurants and it, it tastes great, and I've kind of acclimated. I have not had an actual Coca-Cola Classic all year. I, I don't think I've had one single time, and I used to have three and four a day in addition to Mountain Dew or whatever else. And Hey, you got to make those kind of changes if you want to live past 20. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I'm actually past 20, but those are all smart decisions, so – yeah, we feel your pain there, Mel Momo, and, and try to be a little bit more specific, but hey, don't call it a pop. Hey, don't go around saying, hey, you guys want a pop or you want a soda? No, you say, hey, you want a Coke? And then if you want to get a little bit more specific, you certainly can. John's Tuxedos is on Twitter at John's Tuxedos, the Twitter account. And John's Tuxedos is a men's formal wear rental and sales serving the new orleans area since 1984 you can hit them up at 504-455-5353 john's tuxedos 
in the big easy now we bring their tweet to mind because get this we're just a few weeks away from easter you might want to get you a nice suit john's tuxedos has more than just tuxedos to rent or purchase they actually have suits and they even have a southern section of their store and online johnstuxedos.com they even have for all you bayou Bengal fans who are playing in march madness today they have an lsu section of their website go tigers but john's tuxedos puts on twitter today time to spruce up your wardrobe we have seersucker suits and ralph lauren suit separate options specialty ties cufflinks and more john's tuxedos.com in new orleans go on their website see what they got if you're in the big easy that's the place i also have to give a shout out to cambridge menswear located in jackson tennessee they recently helped me with the purchase of a seersucker suit not for myself but i bought an awesome seersucker suit from somewhere else and they helped me at cambridge get that seersucker for my eight-year-old son and so come easter he's going to have his own custom seersucker suit and i can't wait to get a good picture of my boy wearing his seersucker and i got a seersucker we're going to have some nice photos taken pretty soon we'll put it out on twitter let you get a good laugh but hey that's our official southern fabric down here y'all seersucker and starting easter it will be officially seersucker season across the south however if you go to our youtube page y'all show on youtube you'll see me just last week breaking out my seersucker early i couldn't wait any longer when when i was in daytona beach florida i did interviews on the youtube channel you'll see me interviewing visit mobile you'll also see me interviewing from helen georgia and white county i've got my seersucker on i think i look pretty dapper and i may be breaking the laws of when you should wear seersucker but hey i was at the beach i was in a good mood uh, i can do that it's yeah it's our south and we love it all right here are some quick gifs speaking of seersuckers and going to daytona beach some quick gifs before we wrap up hashtag huddle blue here's one that says it's got a picture of a beautiful it looks like gulf coast scene the beach the umbrella a palm tree it says i truly am getting tired of waking up and not being at the beach well that is a great thing to to be reminded of if you are not near a beach go 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 especially before it gets too crowded that's a darn good one and our last gif it's one of those signs you see on the roads where people put messages up and this comes to us from a business in texas called el arroyo and it says respect your parents they passed high school without google <laughs> that's a classic respect your parents y'all they passed high school without the help of google and that is an absolute fact i am pre google heck i'm so old i'm pre-internet that's how old i am and i bet you a lot of you hearing me right now want to say heck yeah me too well heck yeah me too it's friday and we have one more segment left when we come back we're going to look at the brand new movies hitting the theaters this weekend you won't want to miss out on that there's actually a pretty good one that i want to tell you about that uh, should be rising to number one after the weekend also we've got a look at the weekend in golf the alliance of american football is winding down we've got the lineup for that and much more and we'll also have from dixie with love all that coming up on y'all talk with a southern accent 
And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Um, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. If there ever was a perfect night, this just might be the one For telling you the way I feel and just how real we've become If I'm anxious and a little uptight, it's because I want to ask you this right if I never stop loving you We are back at y'all, our final segment of the week and the final segment for the month of March. Thank y'all for tuning us in here. John Rawl, looking at the new movies hitting theaters this weekend. Tim Burton directs and Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, and Danny DeVito all star in the new family fantasy Dumbo hitting theaters this weekend you know that's going to be a darn good family movie there also out this weekend matthew mcconaughey stars alongside snoop dogg and isla fisher in the comedy the beach bomb that is out this weekend also out this weekend brooks ryan and jared lott star in the drama unplanned abby johnson is one of the youngest planned development planned parenthood directors in the u.s after she's asked to assist in an abortion at 13 weeks gestation she instead resigns becoming an anti-abortion activist probably not one for the whole family there that movie rated r also out this weekend a drama called diane and kent jones directed this jake lacy and mary Kay place star in diane and the notebook is out this weekend a romance directed by nitin nakar looks like a foreign language film but notebook not the notebook but notebook a romance movie out this weekend and those are just some of the new movies hitting theaters this weekend major league baseball got underway on thursday here is your opening weekend of baseball series if you want to tune in the the Baltimore Orioles are in New York taking on the Yankees. The Mets are taking on the Washington Nationals. The Cincinnati Reds host the Pittsburgh Pirates this weekend. The Royals of KC host the Chicago White Sox. The Braves are at Philadelphia this weekend. The Houston Astros are in Tampa Bay taking on the Rays. The Miami Marlins host the Colorado Rockies this weekend. The St. Louis Cardinals and their rival from the Central, the Milwaukee Brewers, have a series in Milwaukee this weekend. The Texas Rangers have an interleague series to start the first weekend of baseball. The Chicago Cubs are in Arlington to take on the Rangers 
And that is a look at some of your Southern teams in this opening weekend of Major League Baseball. Not far from Arlington, Texas this weekend, you have NASCAR in town. It's the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at Texas Motor Speedway. This race will be held Sunday on Fox, and it starts at 3 Eastern there in the central part of Texas, uh, North Texas, more specific, I guess, as it's the big race there in the Dallas area, the Monster Energy NASCAR nascar cup series going on this weekend some news from nascar this week nascar made the first significant changes to its schedule in years it shuffled the 2020 season into a freshened sequence that tries to give fans what they've wanted and the best of its current ability the new schedule which came out this week moved the season finale to the phoenix area and the iconic indianapolis motor speedway got july 5th as a race which gives it back-to-back summer holiday weekends. Daytona gave up its traditional but often rain-wrecked July 4th weekend for the final race of the regular season when the playoff field will be completed. So that's just some of the changes taking place next year. But again, it's going to be Phoenix, the finale for the Cup schedule in 2020. PGA Tour, they have something kind of weird going on this weekend. They have the WGC Dell Technologies match play going on in Austin, Texas, with a purse of nearly $11 million at stake. That's where most of your heavy hitters end up playing in that, and some get eliminated. They're already done because they lost their match play, but some will play a lot, a lot of golf prior to this tournament coming to an end. And now we're working our way to the Masters next weekend. The golfers, as we told you in hour one, will be at the Valero Texas Open. The Masters is April 11th through the 14th. That will be here in two weeks. But this weekend, a split deal with match play in Austin. And then in the Dominican Republic, it's a tournament going on down there, the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. And we have some golfers you might have heard of if you really follow it closely participating in that particular tournament now one guy to be on the lookout for i don't think he's going to make it past today is a guy named well he's more known for football tony romo is participating in this tournament he shot seven over on thursday in the opening round i doubt he's going to make the cut but tony romo is a great golfer and he's getting a chance to play in this tournament as an amateur in the dominican republic at least that might be worth tuning in a purse of three million dollars at stake although tony can't get any of that in this championship taking place on the dominican republic and the island of the dr this weekend and as i said he had a bad deal thursday finished near the bottom after a 79 and did the dominican republic and finally we have the eighth week of the Alliance of American Football taking place this weekend on TNT Saturday at 2 p.m. You have Orlando and Memphis in the Bluff City. The San Diego Fleet will be at Salt Lake. That's a game televised on the NFL Network, and that game will be late on Saturday evening. On Sunday, the Atlanta Legends travel close by down I-20. They play the Birmingham Iron. That on the CBS Sports Network mid-afternoon on Sunday. And the late game on Sunday, the Arizona Hotshots visit the San Antonio Commanders. That on the NFL Network. And that is your Alliance of American Football Week 8. Remember, Orlando has already clinched a playoff bid. And so they're in good shape heading into the end of this season, which will be two more weeks when it wraps up and then the playoffs. 
And that is your week in sports, weekend preview, and more. And that is the end of our y'all for this particular week. We thank you and also the end of y'all for this month. We'll be right back here Monday with all new greatness to pass along. From Dixie with Love is going to send us out of here. Thank you very much for listening and for being a part of y'all. Again, you can go to our website, y'all.com, to access past shows and learn so much more about this wonderful part of the country. John Rawl, we'll see you back here next week. And let me just go ahead and tell you, an early happy April.